Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the head of the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Felina Grosvenor. Hi, Felina. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me again. Not at all. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So we're going to be talking about encryption on tackling child sexual abuse. And you have suggested, Felina, that we discuss this because encryption has been back in the news again, has it not? Yes, it has. So in recent years, it's come up a few times because Facebook has raised previously its intention to use end-to-end encryption. Before I really get into that, I should really just clarify what this means for, I mean, I I had to clarify what it meant for myself, but for our listeners as well. End-to-end encrypted messages, as the name suggests, is end-to-end. So sender to recipient, it's locked. So each message can only be read by the sender and receiver. And the issue with this is that Usually, where messages are not end-to-end encrypted, if there is any criminal activity, then it will be noted by the third party, such as Facebook or Microsoft, that has that message going through their platform. And they may well report the criminal activity to the authorities. And that is something that happens a lot And the Internet Watch Foundation and other websites, other bodies such as the police have explained that more child abuse images and other criminal activity is occurring on messaging apps and other applications that may use end-to-end encryption or not, rather than, as one might imagine, on the dark web where they cannot be located. Does that make sense, Alan? I think so. I (laughs) think so. But there's objections, aren't there, to ending encryption? Yes, so there's definite positives to having end-to-end encryption. And obviously, the normal individual who has nothing to do with criminal activity has a right to privacy, and it keeps individuals safe from hacking and from criminals who want to use fraud to the normal everyday person. So the argument really for a lot of platforms is that it does a lot of positive having end-to-end encryption. However, what the authorities have said and, and what other institutions have really had a problem with is the fact that with, with end-to-end encryption, it is much harder for third parties and the police to identify criminal activity such as child abuse and terrorism, for example. So it has quite wide implications. Okay. So how are we going to square the circle on this? Well, I think really at the moment there's been a lot of objection to Facebook as one entity that has expressed its desire for end-to-end encryption. I think that what it seems to 
boil down to is what the police and intelligence agencies can do even when end-to-end encryption is used. And from my fairly limited understanding is there are methods. It isn't an absolute. It will make things harder and there might need to be additional learning um, and technology in this area for police and other institutions to still see the level of child abuse reporting and other criminal activities when end-to-end encryption is used. I think doesn't really seem to be an exact solution at this point. Right. So this is half a story and mm. one that we're going to obviously have to return to because obviously it's extremely important given what happens and the risks associated with these issues. And yeah, so it seems to me that this is something to watch. I think it will be very interesting to see the different numbers from the Internet Watch Foundation or or other data that shows if there's a reduced number of reports from from third parties in relation to to this criminal activity online. Yeah, you know, a lot of this is going on without us being aware, so to speak, and um, driving it further and further away to making making it even more undetectable is the last thing that any sane person would want. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, complicated, but (laughs) important and interesting. Thanks for suggesting that we talk about this, Felina. So thank you, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, then please don't hesitate to get in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.